You guessed it. It's Anderson Street. You knew that because you clicked on Anderson Street, most likely. That's how you got here. So no surprise there. I'm Vicky, your host, and we're keeping it quick for you. So today we're talking about what is American? What is it to be American? Who is American? Who makes the determination? Blase, blase. And at the table we have You'll notice this. I'll just keep it fully transparent with y'all. When my mom is in the episode is because people um, may not have come through. They may have um, taken, they may have backed out of the episode. So my mom is here. She is of um, English and Irish heritage. We've got Martine, who used to be on Remote Year as well. She is of Haitian ethnicity. And then rounding us off is Kathy Soroff. She is um, of Anglo-Saxon, as far as I am aware, heritage. And I'm sorry, Colton, if that was incorrect. (laughs) Um, But two blondes, two persons of color, all women, go. That was that that that's where we're at. So, let us know if you vibe with anyone. If you don't, what would you have liked to see? We struggled a bit in production sometimes. Um just casting gets a little dicey. Finding people that would be willing to be on camera, finding people that would be willing to speak about their true and honest and authentic beliefs and opinions is not the easiest thing in the world. So, I just want that to be known. Um never forget We're on YouTube. If you want to watch us, this episode is there. Subscribe and like. Do the same on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here with us, listening and giving us your time. Welcome to the table. Anderson Street. I'm Victoria, joined at the table by Kathy, Martine, my mom, Mary Pat. Just had to add that in there because we may as well. Don't get crazy. The topic is what's American? And I was thinking about this for, mm, let's not get crazy and think the past week, probably the past two days. (laughs) And I thought of two things. One, resilience, which to me equates to 9-11, Those of you that are in the room that may know, all the men in my family were first responders on that day. And it was a very intense, memorable, vivid. I was in social studies in sixth grade. I smelled the smoke and I was picked up by a friend of mine's parents. We didn't know what was going on, but when my dad came home, I knew that it was a wrap. I mean, everybody in my life had to go there to assist in removal, in bringing people home, and it is a very long, long situation that continues through the threads of my family. Um, And so, to me, American is being able to rebuild and come up from whatever these things may be. I'd like to believe that. And then, secondly, you were on remote year, as I was, um, and I think of opportunity, right? And without an American passport, maybe I wouldn't have had all the opportunity that I have been able to in my 28 years that to other people around me, they think I've lived the lives of many and I've been able to see people sit at tables with a variety of communities, countries, cultures, religions, and discuss things like we're gonna discuss today is my hope. Um, So however this conversation goes, if it's not, you know, values, whatever, but I'm curious, like, Martine, what do you think is American? The struggle. Okay. Yeah, I think American is struggle. I'm the first gen. Mm-hmm. First generation child of immigrants. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And from? Yeah, from Tell Haiti. People. From the island hey. of Hispaniola, yeah. the Haitian side, best side. <laughs> Not letting anything go. Got it. No, I don't let anything yeah, go. Okay. I always rep my people right. hard. Um, but yeah, no, it's struggle. Like, not necessarily always in a bad thing, but it's not, nothing's given. The hustle. It's, the it's a hustle. It's a grind, and it's a fight. But you can make your place. You just okay. have to find your tribe, yeah, find your support. Right. And, yeah, and not give up. Really, that resilience you were talking about, needed. Needed. Or this, will, or this place will grind you down to nothing. 
this place, this country, this place, this, this city. This country. Okay. Okay. Anyone else? Well, to me, um, first of all, an American, I assume that we're talking about the United States rather than mm -hmm. just the Americas, because people in right. South America and, American. you know, Canadians, Mexicans also Americans. consider themselves Correct. American. Yep, because they are. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> but, they, but, uh, of a but that's a very different thing. Yeah. Um, it's a colloquialism that we call the United States, we're American. Um, literally, that's, you know, a different thing. But those of us in the United States, um, which I think is the subject of our conversation, is really um, based on an idea. Yeah. And the idea is, um, was revolutionary in terms of other cultures, but based a lot on uh, both Greek and the best of Greek and Roman cultures. And um, in, in, uh, in, in Greek culture, it was certainly, um, you know, a concept of freedom and democracy. Yeah. In Roman, it was law, the rule of law. And our constitution, which frames that basic idea of freedom and democracy, is, is I find that um, although life in many ways is a struggle, Martine, not just um, here, but for everyone at different points of time in their lives, mm -hmm. that, that the, the, the opportunities that have been given to us with this very radical idea of, that was put forth in the Constitution um, tries to, to offer us um, more than probably any other culture has, as well as the opportunity for self-criticism. And the Founding Fathers, in uh, their wisdom, separated us from what we have in common and then our individual pursuits by doing, first of all, separation of church and state, which yes. was, right. you know, which is, which 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 is, it was necessary. But, you know, there are many different types of religious beliefs and actually um, lack of religious belief in the traditional sense can be as fundamentalist as religious. But the, the basic concept of, of freedom and democracy has offered us um, more opportunity and I am optimistic about the future and for, for our ability in all realms, realms to be self-critical. We're not perfect, but we're moving ahead and that needs to be the goal. Okay. That was... Progression, freedom, freedom democracy. Right. It's an, it's an idea. It is an idea, yeah. America, to me, I've been thinking about this for a couple of days, and I've realized that it's changed over time. When I was growing up, you knew everybody on the street. Your kids went outside, they played, they played in the DTT, running in the cloud, yeah. and they, they played in the polio water, and it, it, it was fine, it was fine. And on Sunday, everybody went to church, and. You know, you went to the Italian store to get your bread and see your fruits and vegetables and all this. And I've noticed that um, it's changed over time. And I think once, uh, once I thought about it, I think what the change was in my mind was Eton Pates, if you recall. Oh, I remember it very distinctly. Okay. And... Um, kidnapped. He was kidnapped. And murdered. And murdered. Probably okay. Uh, 77, 1977, mm. yeah. and he was six years old, and he was a little adorable boy, and he lived in Manhattan, and his, he wanted to walk to school by himself, which was around the corner, and his mother waited out on, on the uh, fire escape, watched him, watched him, watched him to be a big boy. Never made it to school. Never made it to school. He was snatched right there. They only found out what happened to him a couple of years ago. Right. And uh, which was, he was murdered by the man in the bodega and uh, buried in the basement. Anyway, horrible. This changed America in my thought, 
thoughts uh, because people now became afraid for themselves, became afraid for their kids, wouldn't let them go outside. We were always outside. But there were five of us in the house, five kids. My mother was like, get out of here. Get the hell out. Get the hell out. Open the door outside. Our doors were never locked. (laughs) Our doors were never locked. I lived in Hoboken, New Jersey, lived in a row house. There were hundreds of kids on the street. We played stickball and Johnny on the Pony and this and that it was an easy day, right. easy L-O-L. time. No, no, right. And we went, we went to, to school at Lady of Grace and you know, everybody had their uniforms and- Good old Catholic. Life was good. And, um, and then Eton Pates and it changed everything. And then after that came 9-11 which then changed things more. And yes, Kathy, it's, it's, I do have optimism, and yes, it's a progression, and yes, it's moving forward. Let's just hope it's moving forward in a... Equitable way. Uh, equitable, okay, and also in, um, in a way, yes, that everybody can enjoy, mm-hmm. that everybody can enjoy. Well, yes. What would that look like, though? Like well, well, well the, you know, we, we have this, in addressing what you were saying, that there were, um, in times past, we had um, common um, media also. I mean, everyone watched Ed Sullivan. I mean, the entire right. country watched right. Ed Sullivan. Right. The entire the the entire uh, country had um, you know we had fewer social media outlets. Yeah. So there was an agreed upon consensus um, in some ways about. Um, uh, about daily living in America and the the American concept, and it was uh, more of um, you know a, a a melting pot situation, and we have really. Um, m- with changing populations in America really made a a determination that it's better to emphasize diversity and be a mixed salad rather than to emphasize what we have in common and be a melting pot. And I think that that kind of exemplifies a difference that you're trying to explain about your childhood. And that is a really, really really interesting debate. And I, my, I personally feel that it's very American to separate um, what is public and what is private. What is public is the federal government. What is private are state and local governments. And our founding fathers really um, were, were prescient in understanding that, yes, we are all different, even in the conformity of you know, different communities. And each community now has its own conformity. But we can do that in private, but in public, it is extremely important to emphasize and find what we have in common, I think, more than emphasizing our differences. And the differences, I, I, I'm, just, I, I'm just pretty strong about it. Our differences what? are not superficial. The, those are dumb differences. Our differences are, really have more to do with, with our brains. And as I said to you, Mary Pat, before, our, our, um, our, thankfully in a Darwinian sense, we are all different and our brains are different. We wouldn't be able to survive no, if, if we weren't different. But that's, um, you know, everyone has strengths and weaknesses. Everyone. Right. And we have to try to, I think, as a society, go ahead and try to try to um, appreciate people's strengths and try to improve people's weaknesses. Yeah. Mm, okay. I, mean, I don't know that I see like diversity, like diversity and the melting pot, like they can work together. I think to your point about strengths and weaknesses, you guys, like we can work to be complements of each other rather than the same. So it's not about like not emphasizing the differences. I think we should celebrate those, but also but also see the commonalities. It's not either or, it's and. That's a really good point. It's and, that, you know, but, like, cause I bring a perspective to the table, you bring a perspective to the table, let's figure out, like if we're all type A's, not gonna be able to do anything. You need all the different roles and everybody to play those roles in order to build something. No, I, I think and all that those different pieces important. should be different to build something constructive that's stronger. Something that comes directly to mind, which I feel like this might be inflaming. 
Oh yeah. Throw the grenade. Do it. I I I I feel a bit strongly about this. The copious hyphenations that we have in this country. Mm. <laughs> um, Korean American, this American, that American, Haitian American. Do you consider yourself Haitian American? Yeah, I'm black or I'm Haitian American. I don't do the African American. Yeah, but fine. You, fine. Yeah, you are fine. Thank you, because I feel the same, right? Like people toss out biracial, like this is some separate thing, and I'm I'm just like, all right, I'm black and I'm white. If you feel like biracial is fine, fine. Irish American, you're American. Were you born here? Were you born here in this United States? If you're born in this United States, I think that you are American, and this American. is something that can bring us together, as opposed to divide us. I think that hyphenations work as a division. I do. I tossed it out. Depends. On. I see, like, from, well, I say depends because look how many generations and how prevalent is that external culture in your life. Like, I'm first gen. So Very there is, there's no separation of the American and the Haitian part. Like where one begins, like me, my cousins and I hanging out in like the space of five minutes would be like, you're so American as an insult and you're so Haitian as an insult. And only right. within that's that space and within those people do we understand funny. what aspect of yeah. your behavior right. are you commenting on. Right. That's like, oh yeah, that American. Like, and you yeah. know, even when sometimes I'll say that even like in mixed, when I say mixed company, people right. who aren't Haitians, so I'll yeah. be like, yeah, well, Americans, blah, 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 blah. And then when I say that, like I'm externalizing myself to it right. because I come with two three different perspectives, really, because there's the Haitian, there's the American, and there's the weird mishmash. But do you think it has to be hyphenated, can you say? I don't know that it has to be hyphenated, but like I, when I'm traveling, for example, never say I'm American, I say I'm from New York. Because for me, that's like a very specific yeah. thing. Yeah. Or I say yeah, I'm, ha- I'm either Haitian or I'm from New York. Because those are the things that, to me, like really that identifies just, you. That identify that, me. Those are your identifiers. So versus like American, for me, I'm like, what? What does that mean? But in popular American culture right now, it is assumed that you are African American. I yeah. mean, you and know, I, how many times do you get that? I mean, uh, not necessarily. I like, I mean, I always, I'm just like, I'm black. And if you really yep. need to hyphenate me, then put the Haitian in front of it. Okay, like, because I mean, my people kicked out the colonizers in 1804, so. But we haven't been, you know, it was a very different story than people who are like black Americans who came to this, their ancestors came to this country as slaves versus yeah. like my ancestors went to the Caribbean and we were the first black country to get rid of the colonizers, right? So it's right. a very different history. Right. And yes. I, as the sort of outsider, can't come in and sort of define that. But I think the reason that some people claim that, and for me, it's just like the, the African-American tries to otherize people who have been part of this country's history, who this country, frankly, was built on their backs, right? It tries to otherwise, uh, like, otherwise, like, like, otherwise them. But at the same time, I can understand why someone to claim that identity, because when you, when your entire line has been in this country for so long, right, the connections to the continent, when I say the continent, I mean Africa, are broken. There's no clear lines to try to find them, right? right? And while you're supposed to be in this country and you're supposed to be American, and you're constantly being told, no, you're not, you're not worthy, you're not enough, you're not blah, 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 you have to claim something. You have to claim something, okay. right? Yeah. It's, it's the claiming. Because we seek identity it's and belonging. You, everybody seeks identity and belonging, yeah. and when you're constantly being told that you don't belong, you know, what do you, do? you know, like, I mean, people constantly like, go back to your country, and people are like, where, which one? Tell me which one that I'm supposed to go back to, right? So then Wait that's a, a it's a people claim. People say to you, go back to your country. I mean, they say that to black people in this country. I mean, they'll say it to me because I, I mean, nobody knows I'm Haitian until I open my mouth and say that. But like, that is a thing. People have said to you, yes. go back to your country. I mean, yes. What? Yes. For just, what? For just walking down the street? I mean, it's within context, within conversation, but it's something that comes up. And it's something that black Americans because get, especially when there's a disagreement. When up. it's something that comes up a lot, especially when there's disagreement and things like that. Well, if you don't like it here, leave, go back to your country. And, be, and then from a black American, for me, okay, yeah, I'm first gen, so like I know which country my people came from. But for someone who's black American, where are they supposed to go yeah, back to? Right, it's the under thing- the assumption that any black people have another country to go to. That is yeah, but true the thing is, is that, that black people in America have a history that goes farther back than my Irish background. Right. You know, so they are but you're much more accepted more as an American. American. Yeah. But they're but but and I, I was thinking about this concept and I actually <laughs> wanted to ask you what? I, you I, what? Tell us. I wanted to <laughs> I, well, I you know I, I um 
I, I was thinking about uh, certainly, you know, many of the black people who came over were sold to, you know, American ship people uh, by black people by in Africa in who America. were That's catching yes. black yes. people yes. for That's slaves true. and selling them. Yes. I mean, so, That's you know, true. it's yeah. not necessarily an ideal situation back in Africa. But, uh, it's but, but slavery, although, yes, America was built on the backs of slaves, we also, in America, because of our Constitution and the amendments to the Constitution that we, we made because of self-criticism, fought against slavery. Not just for America, mm -hmm. but for everyone. The Civil War was... In name. Well, my great-great grandfather was killed in the Battle of Cold Spring fighting for the Union mm -hmm. against slavery. He was But that's it was against the, it, it, it not necessarily against slavery. They did not want the Union to be dissolved. No, they they were they, well that's, that's true. They, they, more, that was the primary right, separation. Right, they didn't more, want separation. A more perfect union. But, but it was also against slavery. Yes, then New York. <laughs> nice comic relief. <laughs> but Go on. Yeah. it's and it's not because of. I wouldn't have I won't I, I don't I wouldn't say that the primary reason that the Civil War happened was because well, it was of slavery. It was, it was economical, well, which and it was about not dissolution of that. Well, yes, but it's it, the economic aspect and impact and the control and wanting to sort of like change that landscape is what it was about. Slavery happened to be a key component of it. So but to we, say that, oh, we realize like, oh, what we're doing is wrong, but nah, nah. <laughs> like, well, they, I mean, they, chain gangs continued on. You know, and and if, the, if, and 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 when the, the reason I say and, the reason I say in name is because that happened, and then immediately there were you know the thought was and the practice was how do we get all of these Negroes back in control? How do you know like it kept evolving? Oh, it yeah. kept evolving until it became Jim Crow. It came. Right. It kept evolving yes, until you have true. like that's true. the true. prison These terms right now, yep, right? Until now. we yep. had right? civil so rights. It, in name, it, well, in name. But, and we're we're progressing. Right. I'm not saying that right. it hasn't moved forward. Like you know, whatever. You. But it's, to to say that oh, like we had this idealistic and we wanted to do good. Nah, but we do. <laughs> yeah. But we, we were pushed at every point. We were pushed to the next step. And every time somebody was pushed to the next step, there was a blowback to like how do we you know it's how do we of, continue to control? How do we continue to control? And now there are more African Americans under state control than there was during slavery. That is a fact. Well, so you, that that's the welfare system also. But it's not the government. Yeah, but the welfare system is not even mostly but, but, but mostly not, black it's, people. It's, but like it's no, so no, that's associated. True. That's true. But it's not. Just, but it's not the welfare system. True. It's the prison system. But, but that. But that's true. Well, it's like for, you know, from school to prison. It's right, the lack the, of opportunity. It's, the, okay. lack, it's so You're, many yep. different things that play into that. It's not one thing. There's so many different yeah. things that. Yes. Plug yeah. in and play into that. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, for me, it's just always sounds like, well, America, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm like, we have to sort of pull the shade back mm -hmm. on the reality of what America is, the good, the bad, the ugly. And I think and too many times we talk about the good and the idea and blah, blah, blah. And I'm and like, yeah, see, we're always and then whatever. And everything's and bad. And then it's no, we're not. It's just I we're do. saying like yeah. this idea that we're yeah. upholding, that we're saying like this is what this country was founded on, mm -hmm. it has never and the entire history of this country been true for black people. All right, okay? get, all right it hasn't been true for black people. There's always been a way that it's come back and like, okay, well, you can kind of no, get it. There are a lot of name. black people who have done the American dream. Yes, of many, course. Many, many, it's many, not, many. I think there's but also the classism involved here, too. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not really but that's what I'm just, it's, it's but a lot. primarily it's brown economic. people it's are brown. Under. It's this. There's so many yes. different things, and it's it's kind of like a leaky boat, right? Right. You plug a hole, you kind of have to plug all of them, because you, you address this thing, and it's still leaking over there, and you're still yeah. sinking. There's all right, so many different things. Let me pose this question to you. There is a legitimate basis for black people in America, especially African black people who have a history in their family of slavery, to be given affirmative action assistance because of the crimes committed against them. I struggle with that. All right, but wait, wait, let me, let okay. me this is what I'm yeah, yep, yep, yep. But somehow, in recent times, People who are immigrants from other parts of the world Not who were never subjugated by 
you know, American yeah. slave culture mm -hmm. and, and policies are somehow piggybacking on the minority routine so that they deserve those special interest advantages. And my question is, I think that American black people with a slave history should be resentful of those limited funds because politics is division of a finite quantity. So if you have X amount of money to help people have an equal opportunity. I think that the blacks in America have suffered for the dissipation of those funds spread around other people claiming minority rights. I so I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna look at it this way because I'm, I'm of that, right? Like I come from somewhere else, but if I'm working down the street, how do you tell the difference? So it's, you can come in and there's a very different sort of, there's a whole sort of line of thing we can go into in terms of like how Frigate. immigrants, <laughs> black immigrants especially, are in this country and how they come in and all that stuff. But like, once we're here, once we're interacting, we, we get the same lens, we get the same treatment. So, but the thing is, but, is that and, and if we're here, you know, like my mom and her and her sisters and her family, they all emigrated here. They're all American citizens now. Yeah. So where are you at? You know, where like, you at? So, so it's like, do we, are we then not afforded those rights? So for me, no, it's but, just but, like but, black. What, but the rights, rights, so, I mean, but, why, but are you, me, why are other people who are not, not subjugated to slave, the history of slavery and being retarded because, that because of that? still applies. Once you get here, once you're black, you're black. And, you know, some, some non-American yeah, no, black people that come here. Yeah, but we have civil yeah, rights. Up, you, can it, it, you, it, it, you can sue if you think there is a You can sue if you are discriminated against. You can. Of course you can. I mean, we have laws as, that protect black people. We have laws that protect black people. Let's, let's be kind of clear about that, okay? There's a lot of things people can do within laws that are perfectly legal that sort of hold you back. It's been done. It's been done to women. There are laws to protect women. Okay, let's, let's, let's do that. Oh, okay. There are laws there to protect go. women, it. right? Related, it's but it's the, exact, it's the exact same thing. There are laws to protect women. And we're all women here. I'm sure yeah. we've dealt with in our careers and whatever and things where it's just like, technically I can sue. Technically I can do something about it. There are laws against this. But what's the reality? But am I am I going to rattle that boat? Am I, am gonna I going to rattle that boat? What is the impact of that? What's going to happen you know, to me what's if the I cost, rattle that? What's and the, is yeah. it just benefit me? of that? Is so, it just me? Do I have people who who depend on me? Do I have kids that I have to feed? There are so many factors that come into it. But like, yeah, you have laws. You can yeah, see. But how, but it's if, not that but easy. But without, no, it is with, not that but, easy. But who has money to sue? And who has money to sue? But there you go. There you go, peanut gallery. I like it. But outside of. Um, the legal system. How can you force anyone to, you know, in private, do something that is that is right, in, you, you know, in terms of a moral thing, thing. but like, that outside of the legal structure, it's very difficult to force people, you know, against their it's will. A, it's really a guideline because people find ways around it. But and it's for a, but affirmative action, frankly, you know, who are the biggest benefactors? Benefactors, white women. Of affirmative action? Yep. Go on. Because it's women, I have it's never people of known color, one. it's this, it's et cetera. Interesting. I have never <laughs> known one white woman in my life. But it's not, nobody, no, but nobody's like, oh, you're here because, action. but like, there's no, like, nobody tells you you're here because of affirmative action. And if people oh, assume, actually, people what, assume actually, that, actually, yeah, go ahead. What happened was, uh, I was in uh, Costa Rica mm -hmm. with my husband who is black, okay? And he wow. is- he's, he's the other oh. equation. That's where you get your tan from. Right, that's right. Didn't pick up on that. Right. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. My husband's a very bright man, and he's, he um, has gone to the top of his uh, uh, employment career. Field. career Short field. professional life. So we're at, we're at uh, a beach, and uh, we're there with other people, you know, from our group and this yeah. and that that we didn't really know all that well. And uh, I get up to go to the bathroom, whatever I was doing, whatever. I come back, my husband says to me, Mayor, listen to what Leslie has to say. I go, okay, go ahead, Les. And she says, well, I was just telling your husband how nice it is that there's affirmative action, that he was able to get to the top of his. That's really mm -hmm. aggravating. Aggravating? 
aggravating. Really, I got really, this really, call really, 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 you, later that you, night. Right. Let me tell you. It came to the point where everybody else on the beach started to stand up because they thought Mayor was going to go Jersey on Leslie because she just assumed. Yeah, How it is the presumption. You? And not only that, not only that is I feel affirmative action is insulting. It is it telling have a the real person, backlash. It's telling the person you just can't do it. So we're going to have to move you forward. I have a Which, question for both of you about yeah, that. Yeah. What in your like thought, like what do you think affirmative action, like how, what does that mean exactly? Like how do you define it? Like what do you think that law is? Okay, it could have changed or mm -hmm. it may have uh, been manipulated somehow. But when I was starting off in my career and, and, and uh, which was in the 70s, uh, what would happen is it was usually with the police, the firemen, and you'd have to take a test. And regardless of what I got, whatever you got was, was fine and you went ahead of me. Do you have the same understanding well, it, of it? There are, there are quotas involved with affirmative action and it's of good intent. I have a Which, question for both of you about yeah, that. Yeah. What in your like thought, like what do you think affirmative action, like how, what does that mean exactly? Like how do you define it? Like what do you think that law is? Okay, it could have changed or mm -hmm. it may have uh, been manipulated somehow, but when I was starting off in my career and, and, and uh, which was in the 70s, uh, what would happen is it was usually with the police, the firemen, and you'd have to take a test and regardless, of what I got, whatever you got was was fine, and you went ahead of me. Do you have the same understanding well, it, of it? There are there are quotas involved with affirmative action, and it's of good intent. And there is a lot more room for uh, affirmative action in um, the arts than there is in the sciences. And I'll give you an example. But what's the actual sort of detail of the law that well, you understand? Uh, the, well, the, the, it's as uh, Mary Pat was saying, um, in education, it's a quota that tries to equalize by percentage of population and other practices that are to equalize what is perceived as inequity to make things a level playing field. So, um, in Ouch. terms, I don't, I don't know the, I don't know the wordage of the, uh, you know, but I'll give you practical examples. My father, who was one of the first Grumman engineers, and he and my mother raised me not to have any prejudices against anyone because of superficial, you know, race and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. He said in his hiring practices at Grumman, hiring engineers, that if he had two people of equal credentials equal, mm -hmm. he would give the advantage to whoever was the perceived minority, yeah. and that would be a fair advantage. But he said, as an engineer, if you had two people, one was a minority and one was not, and the one who was not was more qualified than the minority, he's not going to give it to the minority because he doesn't want the bridge to fall down. Because right, so, right. So, But here's the thing, but that's exactly the misunderstanding of the law. The law is if you have two people who are equally qualified, Right. You give the advantage to the minority. Precisely. That's Which exactly. Is, so for me, there's no. It's not giving you something and that my you father did that. Or my worked on, but that what your father did is exactly how this law is intended. He did it but before. Pause. Does anybody here believe that that is actually in practice, though? That's how it's yes. written. Yes. That may be how it's written, right? You know why I believe it's in practice? Go. Because if you're a minority, you have to work twice as hard. You have to be twice as good in order to be considered and to even be in the room. Right, I'm going to pause again. That's right. I'm going to pause yeah. again. Yeah. I am just thinking about affirmative action for myself. I'm perceived as brown. People don't necessarily associate that I have a mom that looks like this, mm -hmm. right? And so, where are you from? What do you mean? I'm from Jersey. No, 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 where are you from? I get that all the time. Right, okay, so you see where I'm going. <laughs> First of all, ask the right question. Okay, second of yes. all. Yes, what's your ethnicity I is what you're looking for. Was, <laughs> uh, it was suggested that I apply to up to 10 universities. Why? I, honestly, I don't know. But I applied Ooh, to eight and got into all of them. Yeah. 
it's really, I am uncertain whether I got in because I put black on the... Well, you were academically qualified. If you're, at, if you're not academic, you're not going to be accepted if you're not academically qualified. Well, that's not Is that true? So. I don't know that's, that's not true. Necessarily and so a so. question that I'll always have, truly, for the rest of my life is like, was I perceived as smart enough for these yes. institutes? I know that I was, right? Like, well, there you go. I was in the top 20, let's be real. So yeah, but so if you're in the top 20, there's no, like you weren't academically qualified. They're not gonna come in, like or C student, come into like Harvard. It's Wait, not that's happen. not true. Well, that isn't that sure. is not but true. Here, and here's the other thing, like to kind of close the reason I asked you guys that question yeah. is because we always have, this comes up a lot in terms of like affirmative action, it's not fair, blah, 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 blah. Nepotism is like real and amazing. And oh, it's yes. that oh yeah, in this yeah, country. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, legacies, legacy. yes, yep. legacies. Kind of a thing. Van Evil. Okay. Um, no one bats an eye about that. No one oh, people has do. a come. Mm, and they, you know, it's a mild blumble. I mean, not to the degree of affirmative action. It's funny to me that the people that need the least of a hand up get it always. Okay, hey, I play golf with this dude. Uh, sure, my kid needs an internship and all the way you're at the top. So anybody who doesn't have that access, who doesn't have your friend, if your parents don't move in those circles, you don't have that access. It's not even out there. It's not even like you had the opportunity to apply for it because it was never even put out there because somebody played golf with somebody else and whatever. And it's. Do you think it's impossible to get into those circles? I think it if is you're because it's, not white. I wouldn't say impossible. Impossible is nothing. Uh, I think it's right. incredibly difficult, difficult, but to get into those circles. But we don't really complain about that. Some grumbles, sure. I'm not gonna say like never, right? We don't really complain about that, but we go hard on affirmative action. And at the end of the day, it still is that the people who benefit from affirmative action are white women. And so it's funny that that's usually the one that's put at the forefront, like, what was her name? Stay mad, Abby? Oh. <laughs> the one who went to the Supreme Court and they were like, go sit down. You weren't qualified. <laughs> okay. Because she sued about like not being accepted because there were other people who were lesser qualified, but then like everybody in her class, there were people, other white kids who were lesser qualified that were accepted Right, and then she didn't go after that. That wasn't the premise of her argument. That would have been a better argument. Mm -hmm. She didn't go after that. So it's one of those things where it's just like, if you don't have access to those circles, if you don't have something that gives you a step up, okay, and it just says, I'm just as qualified as you, and I get the little extra, you know, it's kind of like if you're reviewing resumes, I went to Lehigh. If I see a kid from Lehigh, I'm gonna give that an extra look because yeah. I'm like, hey. All right, there is a woman Fellow named Lehigh kid, blah, 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 right, blah. Right, like, right. That's kind of a thing. He, 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 water seeks its own level. What, okay, what are you, you. What are you, where are you at on this? <laughs> is that, yes, whatever, everybody's be saying. Be real, be real, be real. Everybody's saying different things and they're basically accurate. This is what I found, which I thought brought this whole affirmative action into some crazy level, okay? When I was a guidance counselor, I worked in Nita City High School. And uh, so the majority of the students were minorities, okay? So, what Harvard, minorities? Uh, Hispanics and blacks. And uh, what happened was, is that Yale and Harvard said, came up with this swell idea, oh, well, we'll go into the inner city schools and have those kids come here to Harvard and Yale. How do you, does that make any sense to you? Does it, because think about it. You go, you, do, you don't have students who have the same type of experiences. They never left their county. They never left their, their uh, neighborhood. neighborhood to then deal with or be roommates with somebody whose father has his yacht, you know, 600 foot yacht, you know, parked out there. So, or even how, was part of the military uh, family uh, and moved, uh, uh, whatever. whatever. How is that person going to feel? How is that person from my, from my uh, high school going to feel being placed in a situation like this? Do you think they'll feel good? Or so do you think they'll feel I mean, inferior? Well, do you think they'll feel some way? Well, if you I can answer that, because I Go went ahead. to a PWI. I didn't go to Harvard, but I went to a PWI, a predominantly white institution. Okay. <laughs> Deceased. Okay, I didn't, didn't know that. <laughs> Did you say GW yeah. or PWI? Um, so I went to Lehigh, very white, very, very white. Yep. I, I didn't know there was that level. Where of did you say you went? Lehigh. 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 Okay. Pennsylvania? Yes. Pennsylvania. Yes, I know people who went there. Yes. Um, I know a couple of people. Yeah. Who went there too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it, it's kind of that. Like you go. I'm from Queens, New York City. Very like we had all shades of all the colors and all the countries. 
and like that my high school had like the minorities were the white kids okay that there weren't any but there were like five of them okay (laughs) but we had everybody else okay and i was like in the pre-med program at my school so i was always running with the smart kids so I was like, okay. the nerd. Oh, you have these pathways. We had the pa- yeah, in New York City, you have pathways. That's so right. it's like I was with the with the smart crew. So you have the smart crew that's kind of doing that. Like we all kind of went to right. the colleges. Like a nerdy. bunch of us are doctors. I didn't do that. Not you particularly. <laughs> those those in your circle. I was like, oh wait, this, right, right, this right. whole doctor thing. Nah, yeah, it's I'm not good. Right. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but. I mean, you do have all that stuff, but here's the thing. It's if you live in these United States of America, and, you know, and there's, you know, there's always kind of yeah, the kids who go to feel, like, how did you feel at school? No, I mean, how did I, you feel at no, Lehigh? No, it, it was weird. It was weird. It was, I never. Did you I've fit never, in with the others? Did um, you have the same kind of experiences I, as your roommate well, or the well, girl Well, I'm going to tell you. Go I'm going to tell you the story. So I roomed, the roommate I had freshman year, and be, they put us together because on paper, we, we look, you know, on paper. Right. It, it looks uh, synonymous. Both Catholics. Uh, both played softball in high school. Both like, had similar interests. I get in the room with her. She's like, you're the first black person I've ever met. And I was like, I'm sorry. Oh. Is that a thing? Right. You didn't even know. <laughs> I, I didn't know that, that was a thing. there were people that hadn't come across. I didn't know there was people that had never interacted with black people in their lives. Right. Well, where was she from? She was from down the street. Bethlehem is where Lehigh is. Oh. And Nazareth. She was from some Nazareth. Oh, she was from Pennsylvania. She was like, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. She was like 15 minutes away. I mean, she came, you know, stayed on the dorm, whatever. But she lived 15 minutes away. And I was her very first interaction. I'm sure. And like, let you know. And let you know everything. But it, it was weird. It was kind of didn't love it was a love hate thing for sure but guess what when i left lehigh and went into corporate america guess what it was the exact same thing it was the exact same thing i was dealing with people who had very different experiences i was dealing with people who were trust fund kids i was dealing with people who had never been around black people and etc so to a okay, certain extent how did it you prepared, get along with it her prepared me it, it prepared me it prepared me for my career because I'm not saying, it, you know, like HBCUs or another avenue you can go, we can go to, which I think is also valid. It kind of depends on like where, how do you want to go about it? Do you want to go somewhere where you just get to be a person or do you want to go somewhere where you just learn how you're going to have to get in this world, how you're going to have to function in this world? And both are valid. Both gives you different support system. One gives you a really strong support system to take you through when you have to go through the rest of the world. Um, Going to a PWI gave me the skills and sort of Wherewithal. the knowledge, yeah, worth or whatever, to navigate the waters that I would have to go through. So it's like when people say like, oh, you know, like blah, 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 you don't know. I was like, I- I've had to speak your language for a very long time, dear. Right. I know. Right. <laughs> and right. I wouldn't have had that or it would have been very different experience had I not gone to that school. So was it tough? Yes. Was it weird? Yes. Dealing with people who are just kids who are driving BMWs. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What? Not not in my realm. (laughs) That's not in my realm. I mean, like my circle now, like, yeah, I have friends who are trust fund kids and like my, it varies. I have economic and sort of race and everything. Like my friend group and the people that are around me are very varied. Because you came back to New York. I came back to New York, but I also like, I'm very intentional about my circle. You know, if you're not intentional about creating a varied circle, it's going to be very much, you know, like you said, like water finds its own, whatever. Um, I'm very intentional in in broadening the scope of my circle, right? Because I think different perspectives are really needed or necessary. So you understand, like, when somebody says this, I can hear the story and not say, like, oh, it's not that, blah, 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 because, you know, I have someone in my circle that's that. So I'm very intentional with it. So to your point, yeah, it's tough for those kids. And I think those schools could do better to actually to actually support them, mm-hmm. you know, them, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to help to, to bring them up. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to go for kids who are like, oh, like if I'm not doing well in this class, my, my parents can drop a few grand and get right. me a private right. tutor. And exactly. you're like, yeah, um, so That's I don't never gonna happen have a few grand. Right. Right. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, but, the thing, but, but that's kind of the thing. Is is like private tutoring, private tutoring is not necessarily all it's cracked up to be. I just brought I'm not a saying whatever. I'm just but, saying when I'm, but, but when I'm saying opportunity, again, has a lot to do with the person's temperament. And I have to tell mm. you that I have seen more people who are of affluent background who have squandered those opportunities. 
So, you know, and then people who have had a diff difficult background and they have been motivated by it. Some people are motivated by adversity and other people are squashed by it. And some people are motivated by privilege and other people are squashed by privilege. Yeah, I think it's, that is true. So it really, I think, rather than the generality, it's the individual. And our what you were talking about is the real diversity that you were with the smart kids. It didn't have anything to do with whether you were Japanese or you know Indian or you know white. I mean, it, 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 it's our real differences in our brain. And yes, that is important because we all need to do different facilities in life. If we all want to be a doctor and everyone in the entire world is a doctor, what are we going to do then? No one's going to take out the garbage. Question. You, you raise a good point. I'm thinking if you're into individuality and individualism as it was part of our founding society at the mm -hmm. beginning, should there be assistance? Take that as you may. Okay. Well, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, Vicky, I'll give you. I'm the, much more from uh, the community aspect versus well, individuality. yes, and uh, and that's exactly community. it. You I know, that's what we were talking about in the beginning. About that's what I miss from growing up. Is the community separating? Also separating what is federal, and then on the local and state level, state level less, local level more. We even know what the needs are, and you know this goes back to another economic economic situation i would be for flat tax and it was the first political political but i'll tell you why um i it was the first political donation i ever made and it was to pierre dupont of delaware um, along with steve forbes because the only deduction that it, that it should have, and this goes for corporate as well, is for philanthropic, which would encourage society to take a greater interest in the needs of their immediate community and come to the aid of your fellow human being. You know, um, it, you know, it was said during the tsunami that the United States government gave less than you know, 20 different governments around the world. But privately, American donations were more than the entire world combined. And that's a unique part of what is American. The concept yes. of philanthropy, the concept, we, are, we have so, so many um, programs, and you might know about this more, Pat, being a guidance counselor, but I just went and enrolled a family friend into Nassau Community College. I could not believe how much extra help there was for this kid. Come and stay with us. Come and live with. They didn't have to pay for the for a, a you know a tutor. And I can't tell you how many you know wealthy kids who were forced to go ahead by their parents and be tutored up, kind of blanked out and forget about it. It is a you know it's it's opportunity now because of of um, really the internet we can all have a harvard education anyone who can get to a the internet which even you know in remote places like lincoln had to walk 10 miles right. to get to school to learn right even in remote areas, libraries, someone has internet, and if you want to, you can have it. They have great courses. You can take every single professor that's in, in Harvard on every single subject. The future, that's real democracy of education, which is fantastic. And then, but it's motivating because most people find it hard to motivate and discipline themselves to read that book and learn it. But, but you I mentioned, you made me think of something. I mean, I mean just like to Go touch on it. that. I'm I'm all about like self like you know you have to kind of work hard for yourself to do blah 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 but I also can't be blind to and I always <laughs> I like to say that we're a country of average people that only like sort of care about the exceptional people so yes there are a lot of people who are super driven by adversity and blah 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 and like all that stuff right so do we just just leave the other ones and that's why I'm for me like I'm all about like the community is how do Oh, sorry. How do I bring people mm -hmm. up with me? 
So it's not just like I'm getting of to a course. certain place or whatever. Then it's like, okay, who's back here? Of Where course. are the other black women? That's the Why concept of noblesse oblige, and it's not for the wealthy. It's for the brain. The smart and more capable have that obligation. And you know, we were, you know, now it's like everyone is supposed to go ahead and get a college education for forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars, or else you're not going to get a job. It's ridiculous. No, you find you find your path, right? For sure, but, but like no less responsibility. The table, you mentioned something interesting, and you seem to be almost out of your seat about the community <laughs> values. What is I it about community that you think is it because here? Because what? Well, I think. Question mark. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've gotten away from the community, yes. and we should go back to it. When was it? Yes. When was it? Eton Pates. And what what happened was, as I said, when I was growing up, you knew everybody on the block. Community you knew trust. You, community trust. You Instead knew of what your community look like. What'd your community look like? My community, it was uh, it was a mix, okay? <laughs> Mostly uh, Irish, German, and Italian. Um, and this was, you know, after World War II and all this, and uh, row houses, and everybody would go out and play, and and you knew Mrs. Grant down the street. Well, don't do something funny in front of her because you know she's going tell back your to your mother. mother. Okay, <laughs> so it actually kept you in line, right? And it also kept you into what you were referring to was. We had a Jack across the street, and he was an engineer, and he was one of the ones who helped build the um, uh, Holland Tunnel. And it was like, Jack, I don't know anything about algebra. Can you help me? Come on in, sit down, and this is what you would do. And he went to Brown University, so he knew people from there, and blah, 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 blah. But you went and you relied on the people right there in your community. And of which we no longer have. Uh, no. Well, the thing is, like, the no. funny thing you speak of that, of your upbringing, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's that's my entire childhood. So I'm kind of like the... Yeah, I'm cusp. You're cusp. I'm a, I'm a, a cusp. cusp. Yeah. I'm a cusp, not a millennial. Yeah, not. you're not a millennial. <laughs> but I think... We don't that, have that. But we had that. I like, didn't have that. My mother, you know, you had to just be home when the streetlights came up. That's yes, it. Those absolutely. Guys, you know, streetlights on, where are you? But beyond that, my mother did not. Like, I left the house, especially in the summer, left the house in the morning, and that's it. Yeah. So you let But if you have community and trust, you, had, yes. you can do that. To this day, I used to. Because you knew everybody never, going to And also, school. like, you know, with the kind of immigrant community with Haitians, too, it's just, I mean, y'all don't know about Haitians when you're a kid. Like, just everybody. And all in your business. All in your business. Reunions, everybody can discipline you. Everybody's, it's yep. just, that's just the everybody's way, like, allowed. the community that's works. That's the thing. And it's just one of those things, like, I would be like, even when, like, as an adult, I'm like, I'm not going to certain parts of Brooklyn. Too many Haitians were like, why? I'm like, somebody knows my mama. And, like, you're legit, your mom would get a phone call. I have a cousin who, well, she was in college. Her mom was in Haiti at the time. And she's in college, and she was out, like, at some party or whatever. And she talks to her mom the next day, and her mom's like, oh, so was that my future son-in-law you were dancing with last night? Somebody called her mom in Haiti. Like, that's how Haitians work. So, like, that thing that you're talking about, community, like, that's exactly what but I grew up with. But accountability creates a like, civil society. Work. And the individual taking responsibility and once that is taken away and the government kind of you know babysits it is so undignified for people Absolutely. I am a case in point with this um, about 30 years ago I came across a woman named Elizabeth Wright and she has a group called issues and views and it's um, it's it's for black conservatives and I got really involved in this more when actually Al Sharpton, who came to the public for in the most illegitimate way with Tawana Brawley, which you probably remember, which was a total, total Gentle. charade. Charade. It was a total charade. charade. I mean, Don't ridiculous. And I, I was so appalled by the black leadership, which I observed was leading black people in America down this horrific road. I I started supporting black conservatives who 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 had you know who who had um, a different view instead of instead of looking to the government and what they can get from someone else the black conservative perspective is we've always had a lot of businesses that are really successful in America and we're 
capable of doing it ourselves, thank you, and I can make it to the d Department of Motor Vehicle to get a picture ID. I'm not an idiot. Yeah, but if, if <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah see, but okay, so that's, that's surface. Okay, okay. I always say that's surface, right? All right, let's All hear things it. being equal, that's not a bad thing. But the thing is, the actual opportunity and things around that don't allow for that stuff. So I'm not, it's not about what you can get. It's about, please take the obstacles out of my way. Yes, you can get to the but motor what vehicles. what obstacles? But listen, like especially with what's been going on with voting rights, like you can, yes, you can get to the motor vehicles to, to actually get your ID. Not a problem. Sure. Okay. Um, so they've closed all the ones around you. Uh, you have shift work. If you don't go to work, you don't get paid. You have, you're earning what you need to pay your bills. And now you have to travel two, three hours. Election Maybe you don't day have a is car. a holiday. Hey, no, it's not. Yes, it is. You, no, election it's not. Day, election. election day is not a holiday if you're a shift worker. No, absolutely well, if not. You're, I, that's Even probably, if you're not a shift worker. That's if you work, you know, I come from families. That's right. For, for, you know, it's, right. you know, for schools, for schools, it's like half days, you know, what I mean? So I mean, it's like giving me you have to take time for work. You have to I do all of these things. You know? I would be you know? pro having a national election yes. day holiday. Make it a holiday. All right. But I'm also You can vote on the weekends. Right. You can vote online. That's Let's great. I mean, no, I agree with you. That's for people very, to do. You know, so, right in vote. So, you know, send it in. But right. so for I me, it should be accountable for who they are. People can be accountable for who they are, but you cannot tell people, you cannot tie somebody's legs, tie their hands behind their place, and be like, I don't understand why you're not making it. I Take will, the obstacles Are those ties away. today? Are those <laughs> ties those, current? Those ties are absolutely today. I'm going to give you a couple of no, those activists for you to say, read, and yeah, then let's, let's take this back up again. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, it's so much fun. I know. No, it's so much fun. Because I, I, want, I want everyone to vote. I, no, I, I want I everyone to vote, too, because we, we need to All get right. people to sit, you know. We are, wow, we ran through this. <laughs> We are runners. I want to pose a question, and we're going to go around this time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, uh, this is a great one. We're going to start. Make it we a hard question. It's not well, a hard it question. It depends what the question is. It's not a hard question, If I want to go first or not. Oh, well. <laughs> the question is this. She's like, No inside mom. information because she's your daughter. LOL. Um, <laughs> what can the U.S. learn from other countries? A question mark. Oh. Try to give me one thing. Don't get crazy. So everybody think about that question. What can the U.S. learn from other countries? Other cultures. Other cultures. If we're utilizing oh. semantics. There are cultures within countries, sure, if that's preferable. I and mean, if it's faster for you to respond or easier, what can other cultures learn from us? This is a dual-sided question, everybody at the table. That, that, that means one of these things has to be improved. Yes, of course. So there's always constant improvement, wouldn't you say? I know. Yes, I understand that, but um, I gotta think for a second. I have this. two. I have Go. two quick answers. One, we can learn from experience that socialism doesn't work. Well, that's absolutely and two, right. I, and two, um, and it decreases the quality of life for everyone. And it's an economic situation, and that has been proven in countries where it's, it's shown. Venezuela. And two, okay, culture, second. secondly, culturally, I was eight and nine years old when the World's Fair came to New York City, and it did everything for me that the World's Fair was supposed to do. FYI, that was in it, Queens. Yes, yes. we recall that that was in Queens. So, yes, so we it, know. So it brought the entire world to me. Oh, it yeah. brought clothes of all nations, foods of all nations, music of all nations. Um, it, it, it immersed me in, in such an exciting, aspect of diversity, which was extremely exotic and appealing to me. But what I feel also the World's Fair did was to bring us together, again, this whole concept of celebrate diversity in private time, but in public we have to emphasize common humanity. Okay. That's it. Thank you. I think we can learn the concept of community from others. So in terms of saying like socialism doesn't work, socialism in the case of like Venezuela, absolutely not. But like the way Europeans have applied socialism, where? Like if you look at, well, France to a certain extent, not perfectly because everything can be, everything needs Every improvement. Ideology. Every ideology needs improvement. 
But I think their sort of concept of having things like universal health care, of having education access for everyone, I think those are things that we could take on. Right? And I think those are the things that would work well in terms of making it more equitable and having people have equal access. Okay. And then you do with, and that's when then the individualism comes in to like, do with that what you're gonna do with it. Okay. Um, I mean, the thing they could probably learn from us is sort of like the entrepreneurship sort of thing that you know other countries don't always make it as easy to do that. Okay. Although, you know, like what Estonia is doing? Yo, we, could, we should watch what they're doing, guys. Estonia actually, yeah, regarding your mother, actually, yes, I, 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 I am a bit aware. Estonia's um, doing, I don't. Anyway, yeah. thank you, ladies. This is a ladies' table, if it, was, if it wasn't evident. Wasn't, wasn't supposed to only be, but everything happens for a reason. Yes. So I appreciate you very much. This was really thank fun. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you had fun. Things got a little hot. I'm hot, but I like I it. I mean, hot for like, I like actual it. hot. Right, because there's no fan. So um, that's all I got. That's it. Put your hands in the middle of the table and say, woo! No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Do better, Colton. By now, you may have realized that we have absolutely no resolution to these chatters. And we don't really plan to. So the idea is that we're provoking the conversations that need to happen with people outside of your circles. They're uncompromising, but authentic. So bring this conversation to your own table. And please, please, please tell us how it went again. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Patreon. Text us. Email us. We want to know these conversations must, must, must happen. So before you go... I just want to take a moment to thank our super quality guests who are so willing to be honest and vulnerable and really unaware of what's going to happen before they get to the table and allow it to happen as organically as you watch it, as well as my dope team, Colton, Rachel, Mary Pat, and Phil. Thank you guys so much. See you next time.